is Tuesday, October 17th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Rangers and Phillies handle business in the championship series. And Dak outduels Herbs. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Dallas 20, LA 17, wrapping up week six in the NFL. The Rangers defeat the Astros 5-4 Phillies, a 5-3 win over the Diamondbacks. Well, let's start with the final game of week six in the NFL where... Chargers had a chance. They had a chance to go down the field, make something happen, get, and just didn't work out that way. Justin Herbert, who was under pressure all night, uh, when it came down to it, the pressure got to him. Yep. Finally got to him. And 46.9% of the plays, Justin Herbert was under pressure by far the most this season. Only one sack came at a bad time on that final drive. Uh, the very next play, Justin Herbert throws a game ceiling interception, and the Cowboys get to kneel out the clock. Yep, 2017 the final as the Cowboys defeated the Chargers last night, Monday Night Football. And you mentioned it, AJ, the pressure was too much, not just for Justin Herbert, but also the Chargers' offensive line that just had no other choice but to hold. Yeah, lots of holding penalties, lots of penalties in general in this game. This was a flag fest, especially early on. Uh, you know, I played the the Chargers plus one in the first half, and there was a unnecessary roughness penalty that conveniently put the the Cowboys in field goal range <laughs> uh, right before halftime, which really disturbed me. There was a, a roughing the passer call. It, it, there wasn't uh, there wasn't the idea of letting them play going on last night. This was a heavily influenced by the officiating type of game. Not that it went one way or the other. I, I, that's not, I'm I'm not making excuses for anybody. But it was, at times, difficult to watch. Uh, accepted penalties in the game, 11 and 9. 11 for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. 9 for the Chargers. Uh, 164 yards in total penalties in this game. So it was, it was tough to watch at times. You know, a, uh, a game-winning field goal by Brandon Aubrey, the uh, rookie from Notre Dame who never played college football. Uh, this is, I think this is one of the, the, the better, better stories in the NFL that was highlighted last night on the, on the broadcast, because not many people are even talk about this or even aware of this. Like they say, Oh, Brandon Aubrey from Notre Dame. He played soccer at Notre Dame. Like he never played college football. And then he decides to take a stab at football playing for the Birmingham stallions of the USFL for the past two seasons and gets an opportunity here with the Dallas Cowboys and is kicking the game-winning kick on Monday Night Football. Pretty incredible. Um, And, yeah, again, this was another opportunity for the Chargers with time on the clock. You know, the the field goal was the field goal, but the game wasn't over when that field goal went through. They had a chance. And Justin Herbert made a couple – I mean, there was 219 left when Aubrey kicks the go-ahead field goal. So they had the two-minute warning. They had some timeouts. But – Justin Herbert missed a couple of throws, uh, in particular one down the sideline to Keenan Allen, which Keenan Allen's running wide open, and Justin Herbert just puts too much arm on it, too much mustard 
on it and misses him by about two or three yards. And then the last play of the game where he throws the pick, Austin Eckler's open in the middle of the field. Sure. There's no one around them. It probably – I don't know if it gets the first down, mm-hmm. but you live to see another day. I can yeah, tell course. you that. Absolutely. And uh, Herbert makes a, a bad choice, throws into coverage, and, and it gets taken away. A big coming out party for C.D. Lamb. You know, people were just waiting. When was C.D. Lamb finally going to show up for the Dallas Cowboys? And he showed up in a big way last night. And particularly on that final drive when they needed a big play. Uh, C.D. Lamb was the guy that they went to. And um, he he gets a, I think it was a 23-yard reception on the final drive that, that really set them up. Uh, for that go-ahead field goal. So, yeah, CeeDee Lamb was a guy that a lot of people have been uh, – fantasy guys have been disappointed in the in the performance. I, well, I guess he didn't get a touchdown last night, but he still puts up 117 yards. Hopefully fantasy guys are okay with that. Well, here to share his opinions on maybe the failures of the Chargers I, I wonder and Justin Herbert. <laughs> R.J. Bell is here on Straight Out of Vegas – to talk about the Cowboys' 2017 win over the Chargers last night on Monday Night Football. Who do we blame for this one? Is it is it Lombardo? It's Justin Herbert. This is a Justin Uh-oh. Herbert loss. Uh-oh. And this is a, the last one I can really remember being a Justin Herbert loss. But all loss. questions were answered. Well, not all of them, apparently. No, this was a... This, this was is a, the acceptance stage, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this was a rough game for him. Um, well, what stage are you in with the Jets? <laughs> I, there's one Orbiting. other. There's one other guy I've got beef with, but it's not enough that he's oh, number who's one. Who's that guy? Kellen Moore. Oh, Kellen Moore. I, it's another. It's another OC that can't no, harvest I, Herbert's I, talent. I think he's good. I think he just he was scared in this game, and the, the Chargers run on first down, thirty three percent of the time. Last night they ran fifty percent of the time. And averaged. It's 1. so funny 6. how people think the only like you can really be an advanced footballer if you just throw on first. That's all you well, got to do. If you run, if you if you've got eleven first downs. Oh my god! On, Is he going to pull out EPA here? One point seven yards per carry. They got more than three yards on one of he those. He was plays. softening him up for the play action. Gross. Uh, right. But no. But Herbert, he played poorly and he missed a throw uh, to Keenan Allen in a key moment. He 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 did not do well with pressure all night. This was a bad game for Herbert. When's the, the been line the good games? Do, the, the offensive line didn't do well with the pressure. I mean, what is Herbert's record as a starter? Do we have that updated? It's probably close to 500. I'll that. Close, you're hoping it's 500. All right. Luckily, pregame.com research did some research. There's been one, two, three, four situations where the Chargers had the ball with a drive that could either win the game or tie the game under four minutes left in the fourth quarter or overtime. So four times it takes just one successful drive. And some of them were field goals is all you needed. Against Miami, and the Vegas win percentage chance at the time said they had a 43% chance to win the game. They had the ball with a minute 45 left twenty or uh, on their own 25. And they got one first down. Then they gave up a fourth down failure. And at the end of the drive, they had a 0% chance. So there's been a 42% drop on that drive. Maybe it's a coincidence. Against Tennessee, same – well, let's just – I won't go through all the facts, but Vegas said they had a 35% chance to win. At the end of that, well, they had a field goal to tie, and they did. Oh, wait, that's successful. Did they win? No. They went to overtime. And then they had another chance in overtime – Oh, gosh. Had a 40% chance to win with the ball. 
only needed a field goal at that point. Punt, and they dropped 18 percentage points. And then against Dallas, the one that just happened, the Chargers had a 21% chance. You could say not much of a chance. But at the end, when Herbert was done, zero. He's like, give the ball, and it goes to zero. The chance to win the game. Okay. That's your. Mahomes hasn't had that many failures in his career, I don't think. If I said since 2020, when he came in the league, uh-huh. that he has had the second most game winning drives of any quarterback in the league, would you believe it? Huh? 14 game winning drives. So they, they say it's a game winning drive, what? If it's like 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter? If it's a drive that gives your team the lead. And okay, congratulations. Well, no, it has to be that score gives them the yeah. lead. Okay, great. But when the pre- – because he – maybe tell him, hypnotize him and say, there's 14 minutes left. Go. <laughs> because apparently when it's like you, you got to put up or shut up, he just goes by himself and shuts the door and says, Mom, I don't want to come out. I don't want to see Uncle Frank at Thanksgiving. I'm a loner. Yeah. <laughs> 27 and 27 in the regular season, 0-1 in the playoffs, Justin Herbert for his career. He's below 500. Yes. In in toss up games, so games with a spread of three points or less, Herbert. I, I bet he's good. He's ten now, ten fifteen and one ATS, and uh, one six and one ATS in his last eight. He so he's 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 digress or he's dropping off. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Why did you suck me into Batnam? That's the question. That's the question. I didn't suck you into it. And somehow all the market was going that way, right? What did it close at one? One and a half. Yeah, one yeah. in a lot of spots. Yeah. I, maybe we should just tease it with Herbert. Figure he'll get there at the end, he'll oh, lose. Herbert doesn't lose by more than a touchdown. It's all, it's all, <laughs> all the same. It's if it's uh between if it's between one and six, he's probably losing. I think he's undefeated. Yeah, five and oh versus the teaser. <laughs> you do you do realize that he what year is he in? Six? Twenty twenty was his first year. So what year is he in? Four. Four? I mean, I mean, when's he going to grow up? Is this it? Is this it? Might be. Wow. You know, it, it didn't apply. <laughs> it didn't apply to the Monday night game because they were losing at the half. But is it anti-Herbert? Yeah. Go ahead. But when, <laughs> when, having, a, when having a lead at halftime, Herbert is 7-24-2 and two in the second half ATS. So he so cannot he, hold the lead. He's the worst quarterback in the NFL since he was So drafted. he struggles when there's prosperity, and he struggles when he needs the score to win. Well, that's good. I get, how much is he making a year? You think they regret this contract? No. So at what point would they? Because, I mean, Jay Cutler, again, can we agree that my prescient, prescient, forward-looking thought of having a comp to Jay Cutler is starting to scare you a lot. It feels a lot like Jay Cutler. No, Jay Cutler turns the ball over like all the time. This was the second pick he's thrown all year. I'm saying a super talent with a rifle arm that has social anxiety, some social disorder that could be diagnosable. I don't know. I mean, the scouts thought so, it seemed. And he loses. Isn't that Jay Cutler? Like a bad addict or doesn't get along with his teammates, doesn't bond or doesn't lead his teammates. I don't think that's the case anymore, by the way. You think he leads the teammates? No, I think that his teammates all love him. Like, his te- like and Jay Cutler never had that. How do we know that they love him? Are you just hearing Keenan Allen Why don't they him? win for him then? They're not- they, you know what? It could be that one receiver was out. 
No. If only he was I, in. Michael, he was out. Michael Williams was Michael out. Michael Williams is out for the season. <laughs> well, now we can't count yeah, any of it. Done for the year. Check in next year. You know, back, back in August, Khalil Mack said, quote, he's coming around as a leader. And uh, <laughs> Keenan Allen. So, so that even presupposes yeah. he's not yeah. a leader beforehand. And Keenan Allen said that Herbert, quote, appears more comfortable in every setting. Appears more. Would have been funny if your quotes would have been, that Khalil Mack says, I think he's more of a leader. And then someone else responds, I don't know. Like, 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 like that seems like what to call Like it couldn't have been more tepid, more milk toast than that. He appears to maybe not be so anxious in a crowd. Does, does he? I wonder. <laughs> There's only four minutes Keenan, left, AJ. There's Keenan, only four minutes. I know. Keenan, <laughs> Keenan Allen said, "Quote on the sideline in the huddle before we go out in the huddle before breaking us down. He's giving speeches now. He talks in the huddle." <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Keenan Allen. Allen chuckles. In the past, a Herbert huddle would break down of, hey, Chargers on three. Now it's, hey, good day. We did this. We did good this. Day. And What's we did from that. England? <laughs> good day, mate. And then Chargers on three. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, he's overselling it, isn't he? You know something? We got it. Listen. The first off week out, you know, the Super Bowl week when there's a little time in between, we got to do – a, a dramatic reading of some of these, <laughs> like like sound effects, and we can say like, and then in 2019, K- 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 whatever Alan said this, and we can read it in a slightly different voice. Maybe even get some uh, amateur actors in here. That because we would we need that. Like you know, like this is something like the um, what's that show? The Oliver. What's his name? Kev, not Oliver. John Oliver. John Oliver, where they'll do like dramatic readings or something. Yeah, I, last week tonight. I yeah, can see it. I think that's what we need to do, and then have him on the soundboard, and just so no one ever says I am too hard on AJ. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my time. What do they call it in the Senate when they say I'm gonna get? They say give my time, but yield, yield. I'm gonna yield my time to a future bashing of Herbert. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go around the NFL and give you some injury updates because we had a lot of guys exit games over the weekend or some guys that didn't play. And we saw some backups in as far as the quarterbacks are concerned. And we might see backups for a while as the Colts are prepared for Anthony Richardson to miss the remainder of the season. The number four overall pick could undergo shoulder surgery. This according to their, their owner, Jim Irsay. Yeah, this is a tough break for the Colts, who obviously you want year one. You want you want to see what kind of development, what kind of growth you've got. Uh, and Anthony Richardson was a guy who I never really thought year one was going to make much of an impact. He seemed like a long-term project. Mm-hmm. Lots of tools, just hadn't really put it, didn't really put it together in college either. But now you're losing a year of him is what it looks like. So this is this is tough for his development. When you only have four years and then a fifth year mm-hmm. option like you want to figure out what you've got and he's a guy who I think could have used all five years before you really know so this this stunts his growth a little bit and this is the fear that you have with a quarterback whose strength is the running game because if he is now at further risk of injury does he run the ball as much does this change the way he plays if Anthony Richardson's not a running quarterback Anthony Richardson's not an NFL starting right. quarterback so if it changes things, I don't know what to expect. Justin Fields is the same way. And now Justin Fields is dealing with dislocated thumb, and I don't know what his status is going to be moving forward. They don't know if he's going to be available for, for the Bears moving forward with that thumb injury. The Bears next play 
at home against the Raiders. His status is up in the air right now. But, again, it's the same thing. When you have a running quarterback, every hit they take, you hold your breath. And with Anthony Richardson, if he's done for the year, you lose a year, and you also might lose his biggest strength. Yeah, and I think you – I mean, listen, it's only been, what, four games for him, and he's been hurt multiple times. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe worried about his long-term durability. Like, are you built for the long-term in this league when you can't take those kind of hits? And it it happened to Robert Griffin uh, eventually. Mm -hmm. Uh, He lasted a little longer than this, but – you can quickly be taken out of the league if, you, if you're if you not built to take the hits in the NFL. So we mentioned uh, Justin Fields, his status uncertain. Ryan Tannehill is dealing with a high ankle sprain. So his status is uh, up in the air. They're on a bye week, so it does give him time. But if he can't go against the Falcons on the 29th, it'll be Malik Willis likely or maybe Will Levis. We, we, we'll see. We'll see how the, the Titans deal with that. And then the number one, power-rated team going into this week in the NFL was the San Francisco 49ers, and they're dealing with two big injuries. Mackenzie Rivers with us, of course. Mac, what's the status of both Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey? And Trent Williams went out, and Williams and Samuel are both day-to-day. Would expect them to be back for Monday Night Football. Christian McCaffrey undergoing MRI, or underwent an MRI last night. Uncertain, but questionable for Monday. Not expected to be serious after that. He's so valuable. He might no be doubt. the most valuable non-quarterback offensive player. Certainly in that Because defensively, you can talk about guys like Donald and Garrett and whatever, but McCaffrey, when he's on the field, it changes the entire game. They did nothing on offense for three quarters after he got yep. out. Absolutely nothing on offense. Yeah. Uh, and the L.A. Rams look like they're going to be without Kyron Williams against the Steelers. What a revelation he's been for them. He this has season. been, but he's not the only one. I, I and I, again, I don't know that he's going to be out because sometimes these guys make these mistakes and then they play. But starting corner Darion Kendrick was arrested after the game yesterday or on Sunday, excuse me, uh and for a concealed weapon. So, I don't know if he's his status is up in the air, but he's been one of the better defenders for that Rams team that doesn't have a lot of good ones at least on paper. He's been solid for him. So, Uh, That could be a big loss as well for the Rams. Another injury of note is Trevor Lawrence, who tweaked his knee in the win over the Colts this Sunday, and he's hopeful that he's going to be ready to go on Thursday night against the Saints. They feel that it's not a serious injury, but they are going to be cautious with him. Mackenzie, what's been the line movement on this game? Vegas, not as hopeful. The Jaguars were minus one before Sunday's games were played. They're now three-point dogs at New Orleans. That tells me more likely than not, Lawrence is not going to be out there. Which means C.J. Beathard would be out there. And uh, don't know that I'm as confident uh, in the Jags with C.J. Beathard out on the field. Well, week seven will get underway. Thursday night football from Nolens, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Saints. We will have a full preview of that game coming up on Thursday morning show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. 
I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. The Texas Rangers winning game two of the ALCS in Houston 5-4 yesterday, taking a two games to none series lead with the series shifting to Arlington for game three. This was all about Framber Valdez, AJ. You mentioned the concerns that you had for him, and in the first inning, he goes single, single, sing, error, single, sing. Four runs in the first inning for the Texas Rangers. They hold on to win 5-4. Yeah, this was, like you said, the rest of the game, after the first inning, this was a competitive game. In fact, the Astros were better for the last eight innings, Mm -hmm. but the hole was too deep already that Fromber put them in. And this was, like, since the no-hitter, really, it's just been a ton of bad outings. And they could not afford a bad outing from him here. Um, The first two pitches of the game were single. And then it took five pitches for the reach on error. And then the first pitch to Garcia was a single. Then the second pitch to Garver was a single. So you look at the pitches that he threw, three, eight, nine, ten pitches. In his first ten pitches, they were down three nothing. Yeah. Ten pitches into the game, you're down three nothing. But other than that, how was he pitching? <laughs> I mean, that, that was pretty much it. Uh, but here's the thing. It, That's like saying, other than the shooting, how was the play, Mr. So, Lincoln? Right? The, uh, I didn't pay too much attention. Five to four and two to zero. So the Astros have been outscored just seven to four in two games. Mm-hmm. But it feels like this is just a, a wipeout series right now. And it, it feels like nothing's going the Astros' way. They hit a bunch of home runs yesterday. It didn't matter. It was too little, too late. They had an opportunity with the bases loaded and no outs and got nothing. It, you can't do that. It, 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 well, that know. was that was the, the turning point in the game. It was bases loaded, nobody out, and then Nathan Yavaldi gets out of it. You know, uh, the strikeouts and, and then getting Bregman to roll over the pitch. That was the big – that was – to me, the game was over at that point. I agree. Game over when, when uh, Yavaldi gets out of that gym. 
Yeah, and that, that was the moment where they said, okay, now's the time. We're not going to get bases loaded again. They pinch hit from Aldonado. They bring in Yiner Diaz, who's the, the offensive catcher. And strikes, strikes out. out. And, and then he, and then Altuve strikes out, and then getting Bregman to roll over the pitch. That was yeah. masterful pitching by Yavaldi. Pumped up the team, and that was it. I know that the Astros wound up scoring after that, but I think that that was the, their their best chance to win the game right then and there. I and, thought when when Jordan hit the home run in the eighth inning mm-hmm. off Chapman, I said, "Uh oh." But that was the concern, Chapman. But the, then they, the door just opened. Pull him. Pull him out of 100%. the game. Hundred percent. And they said, "We're not we're not dealing with this nonsense." And they they shut it down from there. Yeah, Leclerc came in and got the final. Uh, He's I good, guess, man. Four outs. Yep. Um, just a tremendous, yeah. He's he's a tremendous pitcher, but a great job by the by the Tech Rangers closing it out, and now they go home with a 2-0 series lead, and Max Scherzer is pitching Game Three. Mackenzie, what is the updated odds for the American League Championship Series? Rangers minus four twenty five. Take back wow. the Astros plus three forty. If you wanted to get something more uh, 50-50, Astros minus two and a half games, minus 120. Oh, you mean uh, Astro? Yeah, series handicap. If you want to do Rangers minus oh, two Rangers and a half games. Oh, Rangers minus two and a half games. Okay. So they're going to win in four or five, not six. What's Astros plus two and a half games? Plus 100, even money. Hmm. Wow. Are they going to win two? Are they even going to make it a six-game series? I think game three determines everything. If Scherzer pitches like Max Scherzer, the Rangers are winning that game. How long has he been out? A minute, right? Before, he, before he, the playoffs? Yeah. He, uh, the, he last pitched on September 12th against the Toronto Blue Jays. And in that game, five and a third innings pitched, three hits, no runs, two strikeouts. Goes on the I.L., and re- now he's going to return here, and he's going to pitch game three against Christian Javier. I know Javier was great in his game against Minnesota. What, he strike out nine yeah. in, in that game? But man, it just feels like this is. It feels like the Rangers. It's their time. They've just they, the World Series favorite for the first time this year. Plus yeah, twenty five. And and they were they were well. The Phillies should be the favorite, but Phillies are only up one game to none. We'll get into that. And the Rangers are up two games to none. Uh, and the and the Rangers are going home with a two games to none lead. But the Rangers were an incredible team all season long. But Jacob Degrom goes down with the injury early, and and it changes the out the outlook on the team. But other guys step up, and they continue to win. And then they get Max Scherzer. And you're like, okay, now this is the team that we're afraid of. And then Scherzer goes down. And it's just like you're looking at this team, and it's like, oh, how are they going to piece it together? Well, Jordan Montgomery's been phenomenal in the postseason. The bullpen, remember, they traded for all this Chapman, and he's not even the closer. It's LeClerc is the closer. Yeah. Chapman's like the eighth, eighth inning guy. So this team has got it done <laughs> offensively. They've, Corey Seager put a, had an MVP-like season. They were second in the American League and runs scored. People just brushed them off because they had a bad ending of the season and wound up blowing a division lead. But this is a team that has not lost a game this postseason. Two-game sweep against the Rays, a three-game sweep against the Orioles, and now two straight wins over the Astros. Undefeated in the playoffs. If you're an Astros fan, there is a, a silver lining to this. They're so good on the road. They are very good on the road, particularly in Arlington this season. Six and one. Wow. In Arlington, 61 to 32, they outscored them in those seven (laughs) games. So, and like that last. And it's very well possible that Scherzer gets lit up. Absolutely. 
We're talking about a guy that gives up a lot of home runs. Like, they're, they're, he could absolutely get lit up. I'm not saying that just because Max Scherzer is pitching in this game that the Rangers are going to win in there and he's going to dominate. Like, it's the Astros could very easily rock Scherzer in this game. I think. Oh, listen, the the last uh, in those in those games that they've played in in Arlington this season. 23 home runs in those seven games. The last three games that happened at the beginning of September, five homers, six homers, five homers in those three games for the Astros. Scherzer against the Astros in his career. We're talking about just the players right now. Uh, 157 career at-bats for players on the Astros. A 287 batting average. 333 on base. uh, Seven home runs. The home runs, three by Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley, who has batted 370 against Scherzer, has three homers. Jordan Alvarez, only seven at-bats versus Scherzer, four hits, batting 571. Uh, Jose Abreu has a homer off of him in his career. Jose Altuve, just four for 26 against Scherzer in his career. That's and a 154 batting he's average. He's struggling right now anyway. Yeah. Kyle Tucker, just one for six. Uh, Pena, not a lot of at-bats. The most at-bats is Michael Brantley. Uh, who has is uh, twenty for fifty four? Was in division with him for, in a, long division for a long time. And remember, yes. Brantley is at this point in his career not not much of a power threat. No. So, uh, but he had a couple big hits yesterday in that game and gave gave the Astros some life at, at points where it seemed like they didn't have any, but just couldn't get the hit to uh, put them ahead. So, again, I, I'm not saying. There's no hope, but boy, it sure feels like it's burning dim right now for the Astros. Yep. And McKenzie, what's the line for game three? Max Scherzer against Christian Javier. Houston Astros are plus 110 underdogs at Texas. And the Rangers? Minus 130. Minus 130. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that feels about right. I mean, I I do think you're going to pay a tax on Scherzer, but man, like just what Astros pitcher do you trust right now that's not named Justin Verlander? No, yeah. I yeah. guess it has to be Javier, but uh, yeah, yeah, I guess he's the next mm-hmm. best guy, and, you know. And we'll talk about that game tomorrow. Maybe, maybe that's a, a dog of the day type play. Maybe we, we fade that that juice on on Scherzer, given the Astros' numbers in Arlington. But for the series right now, it feels like the Astros are. I don't want to say they're dead, mm-hmm. but it feels pretty close. Well, we mentioned the Texas Rangers are undefeated this postseason, and if not for a blown save, if you will. Uh, a slider thrown to Austin Riley that led to a home run in Atlanta. The Phillies should be undefeated. Oh, I thought you were going to say Scott Seidenberg would have been undefeated. <laughs> oh, oh, I am Almost. undefeated. Yeah, we never lost. Uh, yeah, we continue our hot postseason run. Ha- gave out the Phillies' first five team total over one and a half runs versus Zach Allen yesterday. And when I talked oh, about this game, guy. when I talked exactly when I talked, I talked about this game on Straight Out of Vegas AM. And I said, you know, Wheeler against Zach Allen, the game total is seven and a half. It might be intriguing to bet the, the nerfy, right? The no runs first inning. But I said, do not do that because the first inning is where you get to Zach Allen. If you look at him this season, first off, he's much better at home than he is on the road. So on the road, bad sign. But also, he doesn't perform well in the first inning. He is susceptible early in the game. And when you have Kyle Schwarber at the top of the lineup, who is as dangerous as they come, and then it's going to be Schwarber, Turner, Harper in the first inning, that's when the Phillies are going to get to him. And what happens? Schwarber homers to lead off the game, and then Turner gets out, and then Harper homers, and it's 2-0 Phillies. And it's 2-0 Phillies after one 
inning. They never looked back. They hold on to win 5-3. Zach Wheeler goes six innings, three hits allowed, just two runs. Both of those runs came in the sixth inning. And then the bullpen, this is the thing. They have five closures. They use three of them. Dominguez, Alvarado, and Kimbrell. And they get it done. They get the job done in the bullpen. Meanwhile, Zach Gowan, five innings, eight hits, five runs allowed, three home runs. Castellanos also went deep as he continues his hot postseason. This is a team that is playing lights out baseball right now. They're getting the pitching. The offense is incredible. And, you know, everyone wants to talk about the Braves being the best team in baseball. Like the Phillies this year, Harper started the season late. They they tweaked the lineup uh, a bunch. Trey Turner had an awful start to the season. Now, whether that was because of the World Baseball Classic or not, it's still a fact. The, the Phillies are the best team in Major League Baseball. Bryce Harper, by the way, minimum 35 games, best OPS among active players in the postseason, batting 1,100 OPS. The Phillies have now won 10 straight home postseason games against National League opponents, so not counting World Series. That passes the 0405 Cardinals for most consecutive home playoff games within the league in team history. Like, they have the most home runs in a three-game postseason span in Major League Baseball history. Nick Castellanos joined Reggie Jackson as the only players all time with five homers in a three-game postseason span. That's incredible. So you like him plus 145 to take it all the way? The Phillies? Yeah. Oh, I've been on them all the time. Okay. I mean, I got them in the series, bet them every game. Like, it's, you know. And Schwarber, by the way, now has four leadoff homers in his postseason career, breaking a tie with Derek Jeter and Jimmy Rollins for the most in baseball history. He, he seems like such an unlikely leadoff hitter. He's so dangerous. You start the game with a dangerous well, he's hitter. He's so fat, he has to hit a home run as a leadoff Well, he's hitting like you know? 170 <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs. He's like one of the only guys on the Phillies who isn't really But you know hitting. what? It's a home run or a walk. Yeah. And that's why he's a leadoff. That's why he's your leadoff hitter. He's got an incredible eye. Gets on base. He walks a ton. And if you're worried about starting the game with a runner on first and he put something over the plate, guess what? He's going to hit it for a homer. So I'm sure that's what Zach Allen was thinking. Like, oh, man, I really don't want to start the game by, uh, by, by putting him on. Well, let me just groove over the first pitch, get a first pitch strike, and, you know, feel myself. And Schwarber's saying, man, if he throws this first pitch over the middle, I'm going to hit it out of the park. First pitch, 92-mile-an-hour fastball, gone. So now the Phillies, they take game one. McKenzie, what's the odds on this series now? The Phillies are now minus 320, take back on the Diamondbacks, plus 260. It makes sense. The pitching matchups are in yeah. favor of them. They, once you beat Zach Gallen, yep. like it, it, you're, the, the Diamondbacks, we knew they'd be in trouble. Yeah, it's going to be Aaron Nola against Merrill Kelly in game two tonight. McKenzie, what's the line for this game? Phillies minus 155. Yeah. Uh, what's the total? Eight. Under is minus 120. Hmm. I like the way both of these guys have pitched. Merrill Kelly hasn't allowed a run this postseason. It's only one game against the Dodgers, but he was if he can shut down the Dodgers lineup, you would think that he could shut down the Phillies lineup. Uh, and Aaron Nola has been fantastic backing up Zach Wheeler. He had the seven shutout innings against Miami, five and two-thirds, only two runs allowed, with nine strikeouts against the Atlanta Braves in that 10-2 blowout game. So both of these pitchers have been really, really good. But again, I, I back the Phillies. Their bullpen's incredible. The lineup's incredible. Good luck, Merrill Kelly. Good luck. Diamondbacks were a great story. But, A.J., what did we say when they beat the Dodgers? 
They won their World Series. That was it. Yeah. They won their World Series. Yep. Be happy. You have a young team that's going to be competitive for the next couple of seasons. But this is the Phillies' time right now. And then in Game 3, like what? Ranger Suarez is going to get the start for the Phillies in Game 3. And then, you know, who's going to go for the Diamondbacks? Brandon Fodd? Like, I don't have confidence in no. that for the Diamondbacks. No. The Phillies are just a far superior team right now. Yep. So, uh, Phillies favored to win the series heavily. Favored to win tonight for good reason. If you're not feeling like watching Major League Baseball tonight, there is some college football going, and we're spoiled now. The 50 days continue, Scott. Yeah. Conference USA Tuesdays. Cusa twos? I, I don't know how we do it, but it, we'll figure out something. Cous day? So, couscous? I don't I, eat couscous. I don't know. Uh, three games in Not Conference USA tonight on on this Tuesday, and we start with the Conference USA leader, Liberty. They are 14-and-a-half-point favorites hosting Middle Tennessee. Liberty-bibbity. And I like Liberty Bibbity tonight. Uh, I, I think that they are able to put up some big numbers against this Middle Tennessee team who has a hard time. Like, once you get into their red zone, it's over. Once you get past the 40, it's over for their mm-hmm. defense. Give up a lot of explosive plays. Liberty, of course, they create a lot of explosive plays with uh, with Jamie Chadwell's offense putting up uh, some big points. So uh, they are a very explosive offense. That's a way to beat this Middle Tennessee team. It's a big number. I think they cover it. Uh, Elsewhere, Western Kentucky is going to Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State lost their first conference game. Uh, Western Kentucky still unbeaten in Conference USA, but they are seven-and-a-half-point road favorites. It's a big number. Uh, Austin Reed, though, trying to to get back to his winning ways. 14 touchdowns, three interceptions on the year for Austin Reed. He's no Bailey Zappi, but he's been pretty solid. And then Southern Miss – they are 17-and-a-half-point dogs at South Alabama. Boy, how, how the mighty have fallen. Southern Miss was once one of the better, more consistent programs in this conference. A lot of turnover last year. Now they're catching 17-and-a-half on the road against South Alabama. On the ice last night, the Chicago Blackhawks upsetting the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-1. Let's go. As Connor Bedard. <laughs> it's an unstoppable force. For the fourth consecutive game to open up his NHL career, has gone over his shots on goal prop. I gave it out last night at pregame.com. Uh, yeah, over... that's funny. Usually people mention the goals or the assists. No, 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 no. no. I, g- I gave it out on pregame.com over three and a half shots on goal. He finishes with four shots on goal, so we just made it. But uh, he had three in the first two periods, so I felt pretty good that he was going to get at least one more in the third period. And he's gone over every game? He has gone over every single game. So the first two games, they posted his shots on goal prop, and they, meaning sportsbooks, mm-hmm. uh, at two and a half. And it's always juiced to the over. He goes over in the game one, finishes with five shots on goal against Pittsburgh. Game two, six shots on goal against Montre- against Boston. Against Montreal, the sportsbooks were like, we've had enough of this. Three and a half. Is what the number's going to be. And you Finishes told- with five shots. And then last night, three and a half once again, four shots. I'm not an expert hockey bookmaker. I've never taken a hockey bet in my life. But when you told me in the preseason, Bedard, this wonder kid that everyone's looking forward to watching, is shooting five shots a game in the preseason, I'm like, set it under four and five, four and a half. Seems pretty obvious. I can't believe they got taken four times in a row. Circa, they actually have a head on their shoulders. They placed it a little bit higher yep. and got the cash on the under. Circa did it at four and a half with plus easy. money, with plus money to the over. And I'm wondering, because Jeff Benson had tweeted out that they're going to offer, because they don't do these props uh, most most all the time. They don't do them. 
Uh, but he said for Connor Bedard, they're going to start, they're going to post shots on goal and, and all these other props for a little bit. I don't know how long they're going to stay with it. Although, as long as they're winning. Yeah, well, maybe depending, I guess, four and a half. If, if they got hit with over money yesterday, they did well. Uh, we'll see what they post for the Blackhawks next game, which is not going to be tonight. It is going to be uh, in a couple of days. They are at the Colorado Avalanche. So a slew of road games starting the season for the Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago uh, gave out a three-star best bet last night. New York Rangers home opener. Got the job done 2-1. Okay against the Arizona Coyotes. They did that against the backup goaltender in Arizona in Connor Ingram. I bring that up because tonight the Arizona Coyotes are at the Islanders, and they will have their starter back in net in Carol Vimelka. So the Islanders will have to deal with the starter for the the Diamondbacks. I'm, I'm thinking baseball for the Coyotes in Carl Vimelka. Ilya Sorokin likely to be in net for the Isles, the Islanders are minus 180 favorites in this game. Elsewhere tonight, the Canucks are at the Flyers. Vancouver, a minus 140 favorite in this game and likely in net for both of these teams. Thatcher Demko for Vancouver and Carter Hart for the Flyers. Demko 1-0 so far on the season, while Hart off to a 1-1 one and one start. The Wild are at the Canadiens. Minnesota is minus 145 on the road. Marc-Andre Fleury is getting the start for the Wild. Sam Montemblant is the scheduled goaltender. Isn't that the new hotel here in Vegas? That's the Fontainebleau. Oh. Uh, Montemblant is the same scheduled thing, right? goaltender. Same thing twice, <laughs> didn't he, McKinley? Yep. For <laughs> the Canadiens. So here's the thing. Marc-Andre Fleury is from Montreal. Okay. That's Montreal where, or actually Montembal. He's from he's from he's from Las Vegas, Nevada. We adopted him. Well, that's right. true. He's from Sorrel Tracy, which is in Quebec. Okay. So in Montreal, in Quebec. So if you look at his career, and this is something that I, I, I mean I didn't pay attention to early on, but then I started to when people were mentioning this. If you look at his career in Montreal, like how he has done playing against the Canadiens in Montreal. Marc-Andre Fleury, 11-6-3 with a 2.7 goals against average and a 9-10 save percentage. So he wins 70% of the time on the road in Montreal. I guess it's not on the road for this guy. Yeah, no, it's it's home. And he's from, like, an, like what do we say? Sorrel is an, it's an hour away. Yeah. Might as well. He's, he's a proud son of Quebec. So we like Marc-Andre Fleury uh, tonight with the Minnesota Wild against his hometown, Montreal Canadiens. At least his home province, Canadiens. His home province. The most impressive thing, AJ. Evanston's not in Chicago. That's true. It's just outside of it. <laughs> the most impressive thing for Scott, for me, just watching him, is like he, he just has this stuff. It's just like Marc-Andre Fleury in Montreal, boom, boom. I know it. Yeah. Yep. Smooth as the other side of the One board. of the best. Yep. So it's pretty much around, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. Uh, let's look at the rest of the schedule. The Lightning are at the Sabres. Uh, Buffalo, a small minus 115 favorite in this one. Likely going to be rookie Devin Levi in net for Buffalo. Jonas Johansson gets the start for Tampa. And Tampa is, you know, trying to piece this thing together without Andre Vasilevsky in net. They've lost their last two games. They've allowed a combined 11 goals in their last two games. Ooh, that's five and a half per game. That's it's, not good. It, it would seem like they are missing an elite goaltender. Yeah, that yeah. would help. 
The Oilers are at the Predators. Edmonton, minus 145. Jack Campbell likely to go for the Oilers. You see Soros for the Preds. The Kings are at the Jets with Winnipeg, a minus 125 favorite. Likely Connor Hellebuck, or it is confirmed Connor Hellebuck getting the start. Cam Talbot likely to go for the Kings. Avalanche at the Kraken, Colorado, minus 155. The Avs are off to a 2-0 start to their season. The Kraken, 0-2-1. Philip Grubauer likely in net for the uh, Kraken. Alexander Georgiev off to a 2-0 start. Going to get the start for the Avalanche. Stars are here in Vegas to take on the undefeated 3-0 Golden Knights. BGK. Vegas is minus 110, so this is a pretty Uh even split both ways. Logan Thompson likely to go for Vegas. Jake Ottinger likely to go. Wait a minute, we're at home? Yes. Minus Minus 110? 110? Get out of here. BGK all day. Mm. It feels that way. Is Luka playing for Dallas? (laughs) (laughs) Dallas is a very good team. Oh, did they win the Stanley Cup last year? I don't don't remember. no, 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 that was us. That was oh, Vegas. Oh, yeah. won the Stanley Cup. My bad. Undefeated, never. Yeah, won. and, uh, well, if Well, they you, lost sometimes, but not. <laughs> if you would like to go back to the postseason last year, it was Vegas defeating Dallas. That's huh. uh, what I'm saying. Yes. Huh. But that was, where that was... That was Aiden Hill in net. Now it's Logan Thompson. So Okay. We'll, we'll see. Check out the goaltending <laughs> matchup for this one. Yes. So... Uh, yeah, where's Aiden Hill? <laughs> the matchup here. VGK uh, is a small favorite, small favorite at home tonight. 3-0 to start the season. Uh, Aiden Hill, by the way, 2-0 to start the season. Logan Thompson, 1-0 to start the season. I feel like Aiden Hill should get more than, you know, three out of every four starts. Like, shouldn't be split 2-2, right? Well, maybe we'll, we'll, like nothing's been confirmed okay. yet. Right. We'll we'll, we'll get saying, the let's throw our best at the, we'll get at the, the announcement. Stars. We'll get the announcement at morning skate. Let's throw our best at the stars. Is uh-huh. what I'm saying uh, elsewhere. Well, you have to schedule dependent, my friends. Schedule dependent. Uh, elsewhere on the schedule tonight is the Hurricanes at the Sharks. Carolina, a massive minus three hundred five favorite. Mackenzie Blackwood getting the start for the Sharks. That was Mackenzie's nickname in college when he did porno. Yep. Frederick Anderson <laughs> getting the start, likely for Carolina and San Jose this season. Oh, one and one for my lowest rated team in my power rankings. Make sure you guys head to pregame.com. Still have a variety of discounted packages available for you, as well as daily best bets. You can jump on board the uh, Major League Baseball postseason train as <laughs> is running full steam ahead, isn't it? Undefeated. Yeah. Undefeated game bets. So overall, Major League Baseball postseason, I'm 13 and one right now. Uh two and one in series bets, but eleven and oh in game individual individual game bets. So eleven and oh in individual it's game unreal. bets. Are you putting that on the line? I might have a game Tuesday? tonight. I had a game last night. Might have a game tonight. Right. We'll check it out. You, know, you know there's only one game on the schedule tonight. Makes it even tougher. Makes it even tougher. But it doesn't have to be a side or a total. It could be a prop. We'll, some, we'll find something to If do. you're scared, buy a dog. <laughs> He'll always love you. Yeah. That's true. Uh, use our promo code to save $10 at pregame.com. Goal 10 will save $10 off of anything you'd like on pregame.com, whether it is a daily best bet package or a seven-day all-access, weekend or all-access. You can get $10 off by using the promo code GOAL10. The goal is 12-0. The goal is 12-0 is right. The right. goal is 12-0. and 0. 
eight and three to start the hockey season, though. So that's the goal is also yeah, it's pretty good. trying to nine, trying to get pretty good. Nine and three is the goal. Nine and three is the goal. Yes, <laughs> maybe ten and three. You know, maybe two, hey, maybe two plays. Who knows? Two plays. Who knows? Uh, maybe Connor Bedard just keeps going over his shots. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's just do that. I should be four and zero oh on that. I don't know why I ever backed off after game one. Because you know what I thought after game one? I was like, well, they're clearly going to adjust the line. That's what I thought. And then they didn't. And then when they did for game three, I was like, ah, they smartened up and they adjust the line. And then when I saw he went over again, I was like, screw this. <laughs> but goal 10 Maybe is going to. like the James Franklin of hockey. He knows what his line <laughs> he is. Knows, like, I'm going sh- to shoot that many times. He knows the number. Goal 10 gets you $10 discount at pregame.com. We also have our Beat Steve Fezzik NBA contest running right now. Uh, the NBA season is right around the corner, and you could enter for free for a chance to win up to $1,000 cash. Just go to pregame.com and click on contests and find the Beat Fezzik NBA contest. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman and R.J. Bell, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas, A.M. Hey, hey.